Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. Guys, my church is down here in South Florida. Where are you? I want to see you. We're having glory encounters, angels spinning all around. God is touching people, changing lives at Awakening House of Prayer because he is exalted and the Holy Spirit is allowed to move as he Wills. Come on over if you're in South Florida, if you're visiting, stop by. We have two services on Sunday, 1047 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. are service times. Two different services, two different worship teams, two different messages, two different encounters. It's all there for you, Awakening House of Prayer. If you're not in South Florida, you want to watch our first service online, you can do that at www.ahop.online, www.ahop.online dot online you can watch the service there but if you want to tap into all my archives if you want to be part of my virtual life group have more access to me discuss the bible with me most tuesday nights you can sign up to be a web church member and we'd be happy to receive you into our extensive online family amen awakening prayer hubs join the movement awakening prayer hubs.com where prayer movement Endorsed by Cindy Jacobs, Lou Engel, Mike Bickle, Dr. Michael Brown. It goes on and on and on. The leaders of the body of Christ are standing with us as we press into awakening in the nations. The new mapping feature is up. Go over there to Awakening House, AwakeningPrayerHubs.com. Hit find a hub and you'll see if there's one in your city. Maybe if not, you are the one to start one. Pray about it. Ask the Holy Spirit, is this me? Am I one of the thousand prayer warriors that God wants to raise up to be a prayer leader? Awakening Prayer Hubs. Check it out, awakeningprayerhubs.com. Join that movement. Ignite, if you're part of a prophetic family, I've never seen such a a prophetic swirl in all my life. We're in the middle of just a real prophetic swirl in the body of Christ. If you want to be equipped to hear the voice of God for yourself, if you want to be equipped to prophesy rightly, in the right way, accurately, if you want to be part of a prophetic family that's doing life together, standing together, I want to invite you to become part of the Ignite Network, ignitenow.org, ignite 
now.org. Intercessors out there, begin to pray in the spirit and cover this broadcast. I'm already sensing some kind of disturbance. I'm not sure what it is, but I know that Jesus is Lord. Amen. Today's devotion is from Victory Decrees, Daily Prophetic Strategies for Spiritual Warfare Victory. And today's devotion is titled, listen, Hope Fuels Your Faith to Fight. My, 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 my. Hope fuels your faith to fight. And here's what I heard the Lord say. I'm setting you up for success. I'm setting you up for breakthrough. I'm setting you up to see those things that I spoke to you about in the last season. All my promises are yes and amen, says the Lord. The enemy has interrupted your hope. The enemy has tried to constrict you, tried to squeeze you, tried to wear you out and run you down. The enemy has tried to force your hand and convince you to give up, says God, but he cannot force my hand. And I have not given up, says the Lord of hosts. So get up and fight. Get up and swing the sword I have given you. Choose to believe that the next season will be greater than the last season. Choose to hope again. Hope gives you fuel to fight the good fight of faith, says the spirit of the living God. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. That is a good word. You should already be feeling the charge, the fire, the anointing, the grace, the empowerment of God this morning. If that didn't put some a shot in your arm, you need to just go back and start over, listen again and catch up with us later because we're going somewhere today. Oh, Jesus, in God, we are going somewhere today. Hope deferred will not make the heart sick, but we shall see the promises of God in our life come hell come high water no man can stop it no demon power can stop it we're not gonna stop it we're agreeing with god today that hope is alive and we are winners we are overcomers and we will see the victory in jesus name amen romans 15 13 psalm 39 7 psalm 71 verse 5 are the scripture references for today now the prayer starter and the decree from victory decrees father renew my hope and it will fuel my faith give me a fresh perspective on my situation so i can hope again when the warfare has made my heart sick i decree the enemy's plots towards us are hopeless and failing i declare our new season is before us and we are following the holy ghost through the door in jesus name amen and amen come on somebody get excited i need somebody to get happy I need somebody to get ready. Father, we thank you this morning that you are the all-supreme, all-sufficient, all-knowing God. You are the all-powerful, almighty, everything God. And we submit everything we have to the all-sufficient God. We thank you, Lord, today that we belong to you and you belong to us. You are our God and we are your sons and daughters. You are good, and we are following your lead, walking in goodness everywhere we go. Jesus Christ went about the earth filled with the Holy Ghost, doing good and, and, and delivering people from all who are oppressed 
of the devil. Father, help us to walk in your goodness today. Help us to walk in your love today. Help us to walk in your victory today. Help us to walk in your confidence today. Help us to walk in your overcoming power today. Help us to walk in undeniable hope today. Help us to walk in unquenchable faith today. Help us to walk, oh God, as Jesus walked the earth. He wasn't a defeated Christ. He wasn't a weary Christ. He was an on fire Christ. He went around dealing with demon powers, casting out devils, healing the sick, raising the dead. Everywhere he went, there was life. Everywhere he walked, there was victory footsteps to follow behind him. Father, help us today. We exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you in the nations. We exalt you. We exalt you. We, you are on the throne. You've not moved. You are on the throne. You haven't moved. You haven't gone away into hiding somewhere. You are right where we left you. You are everywhere. Jesus, we exalt you today. Somebody needs to get excited. We exalt you today because you are a, a goodness personified. You are kindness personified. You are victory personified. You are our hope, our anchor. We exalt you today, God. Whatever it is we're walking through, whatever it is that doesn't look quite right, whatever it is that doesn't feel quite right, we know that we're not moved by what we see, by what things look like. We are moved by your spirit. Somebody just needs to begin to prophesy over your life today. Come on. Somebody needs to begin to prophesy over your life today. Somebody, somebody just needs to begin to say what God is saying about you. We exalt you, God, because you say in your word that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. You say in your word that we are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You say in your word that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. But every tongue that rises up against us shall be condemned. You say in your word that we are healed. So we're going to prophesy these things over ourselves. We're not going to prophesy the plans of the enemy over ourselves anymore, God. Would you forgive us for getting into agreement with the wicked one instead of agreeing with the victorious, glorious warrior, God? Would you forgive us, God, for prophesying death over ourselves, prophesying death over our finances, prophesying death over our children, prophesying words that work against your plan for the lives of those we love? Would you forgive us, God? and re-energize us, re-infuse us today with the power of the Holy Spirit. Would you help us, Lord? Would you tame our tongue? Would you fill our mouths? We want to prophesy life. We want to prophesy your will. Your will is always life. Your will is always love. Your will is always good. Your will is always perfect. Your will is always acceptable. Your will just overwhelms us. The kind intention of your will we want to prophesy your will, God. We don't want to prophesy the circumstances as they are. We want to call those things that be not as though they are. That's what Abraham did. The Bible says that's what Abraham did. And Abraham was doing what the father did. 
Abraham was saying what the father had said. Abraham, the father of our faith, Abraham was saying what God had already said. Abraham was re-prophesying the word. Abraham was prophesying again and again and again. And God set him up for success when he changed his name from Abram to Abraham. Because the name Abraham means father of many nations. And every time somebody said, hey, Abraham, they were saying, hey, father of many nations. And Abraham's faith grew because he kept prophesying what God prophesied. He kept receiving the truth that renewed his mind. The Bible says Abraham was hoping against hope. He was hoping against hope. Him being past age and his wife being barren, he was hoping against hope. It looked impossible. There was no way that they were going to have a promised child. There was no way, naturally speaking, that this was going to happen. There was no way that the prophecy could come to pass. There was no way. There was no way. There was no way Sarah was barren. But Abraham kept on doing what God does. Abraham used a creative force in his mouth to agree with what God already said. And Abraham saw the promise. The Bible says Abraham called those things that were not as though they were and the Bible says Abraham did what God did. What did God do? God called everything into existence that never existed by the words of his mouth. God said, let there be light when there was no light. And light was. God said. God said, and it was. God said, and it was. God said, and it was. And after God said, he watched over his word to perform it. And it was. When God says, it is. When God says, it is. When God says, it is. Jesus and Abraham chose to be like God. Abraham chose to talk like God. He didn't just walk like God. He talked like God. And Abraham re-prophesied the word of the Lord. He re-prophesied the covenant. He re-prophesied the promise. He kept calling those things that were not as though they were. And although Abraham's faith got a little shaky at times, although he lied that Sarai was his sister, Although he had the Ishmael, which was not an act of faith, he continued to call those things that be not as though they were. He continued to say what God said to him and not what other people wanted to convince him was so. So, Father, help us today to be like Abraham in our lives, to call those things that be not as though they are. The promises that you spoke to our hearts about our lives. We're going to do our part, God. We're going to prepare ourselves spiritually for that promise. We're going to prepare ourselves naturally for that promise. We're not going to go forth and try to work it out in our own strength and have an Ishmael because we can't work out the promises of God in our own strength, but we can work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We can work out our, our soulish issues so that we have the capacity to receive and walk in blessing when it comes. We can do our part. 
We can't do your part. Help us to prepare ourselves for the prophecy to come to pass in our lives. But God, in the meantime, as part of our preparation, as part of our faith walk, help us to continue to call those things that be not as though they were. Come on, all of your prophecies over your life. I'm sure all of you have prophecies over your life, for most of you. If it was a true prophecy, if you judged it, if you bore witness to it, if it wasn't just a soulish delight, but a spiritual connection where you felt God was really speaking, because I know we all get little prophecies all the time that aren't really from God. They're from someone's very kind spirit of encouragement, but they're not always of God. Every prophecy that someone says is a prophecy isn't really a prophecy. It didn't really come, in other words, from the spirit of God. Sometimes people prophesy stuff over us and it's just not true, but if it was a true prophecy, if it was a true word of the Lord, if you bore witness with it, if it was confirmation to you, if you know that it was God, can you commit today to calling those things that be not as though they were? Can you commit today to speaking life when the enemy is trying to bring distraction, death, all the warfare? Can you commit in your heart today to re-prophesy, R-E hyphen prophesy, to re-prophesy that word? Can you commit today to do 1 Timothy 1.18, wage war with the prophetic words spoken over your life? Can you commit to that? Because if you can, your latter shall be greater than your past. If you can keep the word of the Lord in your mouth when there's so much pressure on your tongue to say the opposite of what you know is God's will, you'll see the victory eventually. You'll see the victory eventually. And we know that God's will doesn't always come to pass. Why? Because we're imperfect humans and sometimes we don't follow his leadership and sometimes the enemy comes in and whoosh, like a flood and brings evil and we don't discern it fast enough and it sets us back. And But God's promise is still true, even if you've had a setback. So Father, I lift up all those right now who have seen delays and setbacks and the prophetic promises spoken over their lives. I lift up every person on this broadcast and those who will listen later who have faced delays and setbacks to the promise, to the prophetic word. And Father, I ask you to help them not to prophesy the setback, not to keep speaking about the delay, not to keep fretting over evildoers who prosper in their way because they'll be cut down like the grass. I ask you, Lord, to help all those who have seen delays, all of us. I think we've all seen delays in certain areas, haven't we? If, we're, if, if you think about it, maybe it wasn't a prophecy, but maybe it's just a promise in the word of God that you're standing on and you've seen a delay. If we speak to every demonic delay over the promises that you've spoken over our lives and we command these delays to disintegrate in Jesus' name. Every demonic delay. Now, God, if it's a divine delay, if we're not ready, if we're not ready to step into that promise, if it's not your time, we don't want to push, force the hand and have an Ishmael. We don't want to have a big mistake on our hands because we tried to force the word to come to pass. We see a lot of that. We see a lot of that. We don't want to be that person that ends up with a big mess on our hand because we try to force the will of God, manipulate the will of God. 
because it wasn't the right time. God, we want to say what you say. Help us to see what you see. Remind us. Remind us, God, of those prophecies that we maybe even have given up on. Remind us of those things that seem like they were just never going to happen, and we moved on. We forgot. We put the prophecy in a drawer somewhere because it was delayed so many times, and now we don't even remember anymore the promise. God, bring it to our remembrance. Bring your word to our remembrance. Bring your word to our remembrance and help us to war for it, to fight for it, to stand for it, to wait for it. So we speak to every demonic delay against the pure and true promises of God in our lives. We speak to the spirit of demonic. We would break that delay in Jesus' name. A spirit of sabotage that tries to sneak in unaware and cause setbacks and upsets and demonic resets. We break the powers of it in Jesus' name. Oh, Jesus, no more demonic resets. Come on. Come on. We're in the middle of a divine reset, and the enemy has come in with a demonic reset in the nations. We were walking into divine reset. Many prophets prophesying divine reset. I prophesied about a reset in the prophetic movement. I preached that a year ago, a reset in the prophetic movement. I preached that a year ago and what that reset in the prophetic movement would look like. In the meantime, we're seeing demonic resets try to manifest in the earth and the nations and our personal lives and we will not Stand by and watch demonic resets win over the divine resets that God wants to bring into our lives. We're hitting a reset button. It's the God reset button. Not the God of this world, but the God of the universe, the creator God. So we thank you, Lord. We will stand in faith and we will re-prophesy. We will re-prophesy. We will re-prophesy. We're going to prophesy again and again. We're going to be like Abraham. We're going to call those things that be not as though they are. What faith it took for him to do that for all those years, all those years, all those years, all those years, all those years. Lord, we'd rather not wait that long. We'd really rather not wait that long, but we say, not our will, but your will be done. If some of these prophetic words spoken over our lives, if they're not supposed to happen for years and years and years, Lord, give us that knowing in our spirit of the timing of God so that we don't produce an Ishmael, so that we don't try to take matters into our own hands in the sense of striving in the flesh. But Lord, help us to take matters in our own hands in the sense of praying in the spirit. That is what we can do. Help us take matters in our hands in terms of re-prophesying your word. That is one thing we can safely do. Help us, Lord, to get in your word and renew our mind to, to, to grow stronger in your spirit. Help us to do the things that are within our power to do. The things in your word that you tell us to do. To study the word of God. Show ourselves approved, rightly able to divide the word of truth. To renew our minds entirely. 
Faith comes by hearing. Help us, Lord, to do our part and not be tempted to do your part. Give us that, that grace to wait when we need to wait and the grace to push when we need to push. Give us that grace to just hold on when we need to hold on and the grace to fight when we need to fight. But we just want to do this your way. We are your children, your servants, your friends. We want to do everything according to your will. That's all we want. That's all we want. So help us, Lord, to do like Abraham did. Call those things that be not as though they are with a holy expectation that we will see God's will come to pass in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, that's good. Let's go higher. We have to understand that God's thoughts towards us are good. God is thinking about you all the time. The Bible says his thoughts towards us are greater than the sand on the seashore. You know how many grains of sand there are? I live a few blocks from the beach. You know how many sands on the sea? He's thinking about you all the time. That's how much he loves you. You're always on his mind. You are the apple of his eye. And guess what? He doesn't ever think one bad thought about you. You need to know that. He doesn't ever think one bad thought about you. What do you mean? Doesn't he see when I mess up? Yes, he sees when you mess up, but he loves you anyway. He doesn't think badly about you. He already expected you to do that. He doesn't want you to keep doing that. He's not thinking like, oh, I just cannot believe. I just cannot believe that Sarah did that again. What was she thinking? What was Loretta thinking about Pamela, I don't know what you're thinking. No, that's not how God looks at you when you make mistakes. He wants to help you. He already knew before you got saved, everything that you would do, how you mess it up, all the dumb stuff that we would say, all the dumb stuff we would do, the people we would hurt, all the mistakes we would make. God is thinking about you all the time and his thoughts towards you are good. In the middle of Babylonian captivity, we're going to pray, but I got to get your faith up. Really, what we're going to, we're about to do is really enter in a lot of Thanksgiving. In the middle of Babylonian captivity, the Israelites were in bondage, in captivity. You have to understand the context of the scripture. When God told Jeremiah in Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Can you imagine? They were in bondage because they had sinned and turned away from the Lord and followed idols. They were under God's punishment, judgment for the way they behaved. And even still, God wasn't mad at them. He doesn't like our behavior. We have to learn how to separate our who from our do. In other words, we are not what we do. We are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that doesn't give us a license to sin. It gives us a motive not to. Because God's love constrains us and compels us to do what's right. When we understand his love, we won't want to sin. 
But even when we do, the Bible says we have an advocate with the Father. His name is Jesus Christ. And by his blood, we're not judged or condemned. He corrects us, those who he loves. He corrects, thank God he does, or we'd be in a mess. But he's thinking good thoughts about you. I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. See, the devil wants to tell you, well, God's mad at you. God's disappointed and you're in trouble. That's not what God's thinking about you. He says, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Even if you're in bondage right now, even if it's your own fault, God is thinking good thoughts towards you. Even if you're in a messy marriage and God warned you not to marry that person, you just had to do it anyway, you find yourself miserable, God's not saying, I told you so. God is saying, I'm thinking good thoughts towards you to give you a future not a, a, and, and a hope. I'm not thinking evil towards you. If you ran up your credit card and you're so, so much debt you can't pay your bills, God's not mad at you. God loves you, and he has a way of escape even in the midst of your mistake. That doesn't give us a motive to go make mistakes and ask God to clean it up, it gives us assurance that he loves us so much that even when we really mess up, he's going to be there to help us when we cry out to him. So I just want to thank God today, don't you? I just want to thank God today, don't you? So Father, we thank you. We thank you. We're so grateful that we don't serve a God who condemns that you didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that through your son, Jesus Christ, the world might have everlasting life. That is your heart. You don't want anybody to perish. And now that we are covenant kingdom creatures, new creatures in Christ, you're seeing us through the eyes of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. And we're so grateful. We thank you, Lord. Lord, forgive us for thinking wrong thoughts about you. Think, forgive us for being like, oh, well, God, why didn't you fix this for me? Or God, how did you let that happen? Forgive us for thinking evil towards you, God, because you're nothing but good. Forgive us for being disappointed when we didn't see something come to pass instead of grabbing hold of this reality that even when the Israelites were in bondage, God was prophesying a future and a hope. So, Father, we thank you for the future and the hope. We thank you for the good place you have for us. We thank you that our ladder shall be greater than our past. We thank you that what's next is better than what we just came through. We thank you that the trials perfected our character. We don't want to go through it again, but we're grateful for the work that you did in us. And we're thankful, we're grateful that you are faithful to complete the good work that you started in us. That is how good you are. You are a good, good father. And we thank you. We are grateful that you've got a future already planned out for us, and it's good. That you've got a hope for us that fuels our faith to fight. That you've got a plan for us that would make our jaw drop. That you've got it all worked out, even when we can't see it, when we don't know the way, when we feel like giving up. You are so good that you have made a way for our victory. His name is Jesus. Jesus Christ, our way of escape. Jesus Christ, our path to, to overwhelming victory. He is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. So thank you, God. Thank you. 
Thank you for the future and the hope that you've planned for us. And thank you that you are steady and stable, that you're still on the throne. We can trust in you no matter what happened, even if it was our fault, even if we made the mess, you're still for us and not against us. We give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, that's so simple, but it's so true. It's just so simple. God loves you. He's thinking good thoughts towards you. We've got to remember that some of these days are hard. Life is not easy, but God is good. Life is not fair, but God is good. Amen. Be encouraged. I mean, God's thinking about you all the time, not, not about what you did wrong, but what you've done right. You know that when we gather together and we talk about God, there's a book of remembrance and he writes down what we say about him because it thrills his heart so much. Don't let the devil beat you up. Don't let the devil beat you up. Don't let the devil stress you out. Amen. God's got you. God has your back. Even if you made a huge mess, give him some time. He'll work it out. We learn more through our mistakes than we do through our victories. So learn the lessons and come up higher. God's got a better tomorrow for you. Amen. God is good. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. That's right. We have to remember that. It's easy sometimes to agree if we're honest. It's easy to agree right this minute. Yes, amen. And then sometimes when all the hell hits, we forget what we know, don't we? That's why we've got to continually renew our minds with the word of God. God is good. I want to share just a couple things with you really quick. Listen, if you want to sow into the ministry, we could use your support. You can sow at jenniferleclair.org slash donate. Cash app is dollar sign. I am Jennifer LeClaire. You can also use the text to give. Text the word pray. 7547012161. Text the word pray to 7547012161. You can use the PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. Guys, I'll see you in church on Sunday. South Florida, I expect to see you there. Experience the move of God. God is good. I'll be back with you tomorrow. In Jesus' name, have a great day. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.